Pulse Podcast Network, keeping your finger on the pulse. PulsePodcastNetwork.com This is the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With TickFlix, the price you see is the price you pay. And TickFlix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TickFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want. And BAM! It's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts, and more with TickFlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TickFlix. That's TickFlix.com. T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. It's episode 89 on the local Sunday sports podcast, and it's March. Okay, it's been March for 19 days, but it's time to get mad as college basketball playoffs are here. Find out where your local schools are playing. Also, find out who the state champions in girls basketball are and who's in the final four for boys basketball. Also, by nobody's demand, find out what my brackets look like. It's a slam dunk episode that's sure to make you mad. Welcome to another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Opening theme from Music Radio Creative. Visit theleewmallon.com slash podcast to listen on your favorite podcasting platform. Now for our host, Lee W. Mowen. So this episode is going to be a two-parter. Ooh, that means I'm going to focus on women's basketball first and then men's basketball. And I'll let you know when both segments start so you can listen to the whole thing. It's not going to be two separate episodes. That That's ridiculous. But it's going to be one big episode 89 because it's a lot of college basketball to cover. Also, yes, I'm still under the weather, so my voice is going to sound like this for the entirety of episode 89. And... I hate the fact that it sounds like that, but there you go. So we'll start off with state champions for OHSAA Girls Basketball. There were two local teams to hoist the title. We'll start off with Division One, and it is Cincinnati Mount Notre Dame defeating Pickerington Central 52-31 to for the title. Mount Notre Dame also took down Canton Glen Oak 55-37 to get to the title game, whereas Pickerington Central came with a 52-42 win over Toledo Notre Dame Academy. So congrats go out to Cincinnati's Mount Notre Dame for their state win. Toledo Rogers takes down Carroll 56-45 as the Patriots finish the season 26-2. Carroll came off a 57-38 win over Akron St. Vincent St. Mary, whereas... Rogers out of Toledo took down Thornville Sheridan 56-48 to set up the title game. The Patriots are the Division II state runners-up. For Division Three, it is Waynesville falling just short of Columbus Afrocentric 
The Nubians finished the year 28 and 0. Waynesville and the Spartans finished 27 and 1. A very solid showing by the Spartans. A four-point loss in the state title game, where Waynesville's coming off a overtime 41-39 decision over Doylestown Chippewa. Afrocentric took down Berlin Highland 61-48 to set up the title game. Afrocentric again, your Division Three state winners. For Division Four, it's Minster picking up a 53-37 win over Ottoville in the Big Green. Minster and the Wildcats finishing 28-1 on the year. Minster took down Willoughby Cornerstone Christian 65-31 to set up their side of the title game. Audeville coming off a 7-point win over Shadyside 50-43. So congrats go out to all four state champ winners. But Minster and Mount Notre Dame representing the state title winners in girls basketball in the Cincinnati-Dayton area. However, if you look at swdab.org, Minster is not part of Southwest Ohio. It is technically part of the Northwest, but Minster is in the Miami Valley, so that's why they're part of the Cincinnati-Dayton area. If you don't like it, you can shout at me at the normal address. Before we jump into College Hoops, I would like to tell you about two events held by my good friend Jim DeBelt. On March 20th, the Bill Moss Memorial Underclass All-Star Game believe it's held at Edison State College. It might be held at Bethel High School. It's the class of 2020 game set for six and the 2021-2022 game set right after where a player must play a minimum of 11 regular season games and more invites will be sent out as the season went on. And March 21st is the Miami Valley Senior All-Star Classic held at Bethel High School. Two games set at six and seven thirty. And that's 40 of the area seniors put onto teams and one last chance to play hoops before heading to college or the next stage of their lives. And this one also requires a senior to play a minimum of 11 games. And like I mentioned, Jim DeBelt, good friend of mine and two-time guest on this podcast, does a great job bringing girls basketball to light in Dayton, in the area, and also Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. So definitely give those a look-see if you're hungry for more high school basketball. We'll get to boys basketball in the men's basketball segment. Right now we're sticking with women's and we'll talk about the 2019 NCAA Division I Women's Basketball Championship. Bracket was introduced Monday. Uh, Apparently ESPN kind of botched it up. And they released it two hours earlier. And I think I saw the official bracket like 430 something like that so whoops but the Wright State Raiders not only did they knock off Green Bay in the championship game not only did they snap Green Bay's 20 year streak of regular season titles whether it be solo or shared the Raiders great season they are the Horizon League representatives and they are put in the Chicago district bracket as the Final Four will take place in Tampa Bay, Florida. But this game will be at Texas A&M, and it will be March 22nd on ESPN2 as the Wright State Raiders tangle with the Texas A&M Aggies. 24-7 Texas A&M taking on 27-6 Wright State. It's a 4-13 versus 13 seed. The winner of that game will play on March 24th, and they'll take on the winner of Marquette and Rice, the 
Golden Eagles, formerly the Warriors, are 26-7, and Marquette, the number 5 seed, taking on the Rice Owls, the 12th seed, at 28-3. and So, pretty tough part of the bracket for Wright State, but doable, because the Raiders have had some taste with the big squads. They fell by two, I think it was on the road to Mizzou. I think Wright State could make some noise in this tournament. And that's not me, you know, being a Wright State alum, like, oh, they're going to win the whole thing. <laughs> I think Wright State can make some noise. They can give Texas A&M a battle there. And on the other side of that bracket, the Chicago district, you have Notre Dame, the number one seed, one of four. And they'll take on number 16, Bethew Cookman, who finished 21-10 and 10 in the regular season. The Fighting Irish, by the way, went 30-3. and three. Below that is... An 8-9 and nine battle. It's a battle of Michigan as Central Michigan. The MAC winners, 25-7 and seven are the Chippewas. They'll take on the Spartans of Michigan State, who finished 20-11. and 11. Again, an 8-9 and nine battle, and both those games are March 23rd on ESPN2. I believe Texas A&M Wright State is after the Marquette Rice game. Games will be played 30 minutes after the first game. Yes, so figure it ends at 4, 4.30. They'll be on ESPN2 for those that get it. On the bottom side of the Chicago bracket, you have number six DePaul, 26 and 7, taking on Missouri State. Iowa State has New Mexico State, BYU versus Auburn, and Stanford takes on UC Davis. And then the winner of that will take on the winner of the Albany bracket. And on the other side of the paper, you have Greensboro and Portland. It's very exciting to see Wright State have that success. It's very exciting to knock off a perennial power like Green Bay. Twice out of the three games. The only time that the Phoenix won in that series was in Wisconsin. Like I mentioned, Wisconsin trips has always been tough for Wright State, especially the last few last few years. I'm looking at this bracket and it's very exciting. It's also very sad. When you see brackets like this, you know basketball's almost over with. I mean I'm happy that baseball and softball are you know, on the way, but it's also, that's it, that's basketball. Bam, you're done. So, let's move on to the WNIT before I tell you my picks on the bracket. I guess that makes sense. The WNIT has more teams than the men's NIT, which historically used to be the big event, but now it's kind of like the back burner to the big dance, as they say. The 2019 WNIT Championship will be on the CBS Sports Network at a school later to be determined. So, there are a couple local teams. The Dayton Flyers are part of this. And if I remember correctly, that's the 12th straight trip to the playoffs for the UD Flyers, which a very, very impressive streak. Congrats go out to the Flyers. They picked up the number four seed in the women's basketball A-10 tournament. 12th straight postseason. That's confirmed on Twitter at Dayton WBB. So again, congrats go out to the Flyers. They'll be in the WNIT and they'll take on Northwestern at Northwestern on Thursday, March 21st. Time yet to be determined. There are a couple of our local schools here. The Miami Red Hawks will host Western Kentucky University the same day, Thursday, March 21st. There are... What was it? Three Horizon League teams? Cincinnati on the other side. They'll host Youngstown State. You know, two birds and one stone. Local team and a Horizon League team. Green Bay will host Kent State to talk about Horizon League squads. I feel like Fordham 
was in this bracket. Actually, no, Fordham will be in the WBB bracket as the Atlantic 10 winners. Yes, they're the 14 seed. The Rams are. They'll take on Syracuse in the big dance. So again, Miami, Cincinnati on here. I thought I saw one more local team. And I guess I'm wrong on that, which is okay. I've been wrong before on this podcast, and I'll be wrong probably a couple more times. VCU, that's who I'm thinking of. They are in this bracket. They'll take on former Atlantic 10 foes in the Charlotte 49ers at VCU. I'm excited. I'm very excited. So, with all the local and Horizon League... Oh, by the way, IUPUI has Middle Tennessee State at Middle Tennessee State Thursday, March 21st. Most of these first-rounders are at the higher seed squads... And it looks like it'll stay that way, unless they can't host, of course. So, the first round, March 20th through the 22nd. Second round starts March 23rd through 26th. Round 3 is March 27th through 29th. Quarterfinals, 30th, 31st. Semifinals, April 3rd and 4th. And the WNIT Championship is 3 o'clock Saturday, April 6th. Whereas your... Women's Basketball Championship Bracket, the National Championship Game, will be played in Tampa Bay April 7th. Your semifinals are on April 5th in Tampa Bay. Your regionals will be March 31st and April the 1st. Second round starts March 24th. Most games look like March 25th. And first round, most of them are March 23rd, with March 22nd also in the mix as well. So, I guess I'll go through my brackets. I have Baylor taking down Abilene Christian. I'll be honest, I think that's the first time I heard Abilene Christian as a Division One school, or as an actual place that exists, let's be honest. I have Cal, the number 8 seed, taking down North Carolina. Florida State moving on against Bucknell. South Carolina against Belmont. I have uh, UK taking down Princeton. NC State moving on against Maine. Missouri past Drake. Iowa past Mercer. Scroll down. Mississippi State over Southern U. I have Clemson beating South Dakota. Although, actually, no. I have South Dakota moving on. Looking at the records. Yeah, I tried to pick the 8-9 upset. Arizona State moving on against UCF. Although UCF is a pretty dynamite team. They finished second in the, excuse me, the American. Miami moving on from Florida Gulf Coast. South Dakota State past Quinnipiac. Syracuse moving on against Fordham. Texas over Indiana. Oregon over Portland State. Flip the other side of the bracket. Notre Dame over Bethune-Cookman. Have Central Michigan over Michigan State. Have Rice. Well, you know what? I'll mix it up. We'll have Rice upset Marquette. And you know what? For kicks, it's at Texas A&M, I know. But I'll have Wright State upsetting the Aggies. Nice first round upset. There you go. DePaul over... Missouri State, Iowa State over New Mexico State, BYU over Auburn, excuse me, that's my voice going out, Stanford over UC Davis, number one Louisville beating Robert Morris, Michigan over Kansas State, although the Wolverines and the Wildcats are 21-11, and identical records, Gonzaga over Little Rock, Oregon State over Boise State, UCLA over Tennessee, Maryland over Radford, Rutgers over Buffalo, and UConn moving on against Townsend. You know what? I'll go to my final four. UConn, uh, I'll go Mississippi State. I have UConn being the lone non-one seed. You know what? Until otherwise noted, UConn is UConn. One seed or two seed. I have the Huskies as national champions for 
the women's basketball bracket. And now over at the women's NIT. <clears throat> Sorry. I have Dayton moving on from Northwestern, and Toledo will match up with the Flyers. The only thing about the WNIT bracket, yes, I took a break and got all the coughs out of my system for now. But in the WNIT bracket, no records are shown. They do show who is the home team. I know I mentioned I'm picking Dayton over Northwestern, but there's no records on these. If you're really, really sharp about your knowledge of the teams, that's pretty cool. I have a fairly strong idea about the local teams and most of the Ohio teams. So I'll pick the local games and the Horizon League games since, you know, that's my bread and butter. I have Green Bay moving on from Kent State. And we'll pick Butler to move on from Northeastern, so it'll be a former Horizon League battle, Green Bay Butler. I have Cincinnati defeating Youngstown State to play Minnesota. This is all first-round games, mind you. I won't go through the whole bracket on this. Like I mentioned, most of my knowledge is Cincinnati and Dayton. I do have Ohio moving on from High Point. Bobcats had a nice season. IUPUI, I feel like they can take that game from MTSU, which is Middle Tennessee State, U. Miami moving on from Western Kentucky, and the Red Hawks might have a battle with the Buckeyes. Champions in the WNIT. Hmm. That is a good question, you ask. I don't know. i like to see a local team win the whole thing. That'd be neat, but I don't know. You know what? I'll go ahead and pick. I'll pick... Hmm. Long pause. I'll pick New Mexico to win the whole thing. Because that's where former Wright State coach Mike Bradbury went. And Katrina Merriweather has taken the reins and has taken the reins quite well with the Raiders. So it's made me very happy to see that. So I'll pick New Mexico to win the whole thing. That means New Mexico has to get past Denver, the winner of Loyola Marymount in Idaho, and the winner of Arizona slash Idaho State and Fresno State in Pacific. And then that would be, what would that be? Semifinal? No, that'd be quarterfinals. So it's not an easy task. Well, I say that's the other bracket is. Yeah, let me tell you. <clears throat> let me tell you, my pick for Wright State beating Texas A&M, that's a 13 seed upsetting a 4 seed. I do have UConn winning the whole thing, but they have to get past Louisville first, and that could be that could be tricky. Again, for the big dance, Notre Dame, Baylor, Mississippi State, and Louisville, your number one seeds. Your number two seeds are Oregon, UConn, Stanford, and Iowa. That will get underway. Again, your Wright State game is March 22nd. That's a couple days from now on ESPN2. Look for it around 4.30 because the first game will start at 2 at Texas A&M with Marquette battling Rice. And that will take us to our break as men's basketball waits. And we have the brackets for you there, so stay tuned to the local Sunday Sports Podcast. This is Lee W. Mowen of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Are you looking for something new in fantasy sports? The All Sports League is a 10-person online draft where you pick two full teams instead of players from eight different sports for a 16-team roster. It goes like this. If you get the first pick, would you go with the Golden State Warriors, pick the World Series defending Boston Red Sox, or head to the gridiron thinking that Clemson repeats or Alabama knocks them off? Online drafts start on June 16th, but spots are filling up quickly. Come check it out at allsportsleague.com. 
This is for listeners of the Gem on the Queen's Crown. Use the promo code PULSE and the number one and get $10 off. Again, that's PULSE and the number one to get $10 off. Sign up today and get to work with your new challenge of learning the rules and creating your very own big board like never before. We'll see you there at AllSportsLeague.com. Promo code PULSE1. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Did you know that you could be using this spot to advertise your company or business? Well, I've done the research, and PodcastInsights.com report that podcast listeners are loyal, affluent, and mostly college-educated, but most importantly, are five times more likely to interact with the ad they hear on their favorite podcast than an ad from any other medium. If you would like to advertise your company or brand with our network, it's simple. All you have to do is send an email to marketing at PulsePodcastNetwork.com. I'll say it one more time marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com and we hope to hear from you soon we'll continue with part two of the gem of the queen's crown the cincinnati and dayton sports podcast in a moment thrive fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app for prop bets they streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top tier athletes It's a unique experience that gives the casual sports fan an opportunity to compete and succeed at the high level. Instead of a traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup in just minutes around a list of prop bets. For each contest, you pick 10 out of the 20 prop bets available, plus two ice picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each prop has an over and under point value assigned to it, and you're rewarded the points if you pick correctly. For example, will Andy Dalton throw for under or over 250 yards? With the less likely the prop is to occur, the more points your choice will be if you picked correctly. And you build your team score around the amount of correct props you will select. Available on any mobile device through Google Play and the App Store. Visit bit.ly slash thrive pulse and the number two and any new user who signs up and deposits using this promo code will double their initial deposit thrive fantasy play with your friends visit bit.ly slash thrive pulse two to double your first deposit bit.ly slash thrive pulse two thrive fantasy And welcome back to episode 89 as we move on from women's basketball to men's basketball. And we'll start off with the final four in boys basketball in the OHSAA. We'll start off with division one as 27 and 0 Archbishop Moeller looks to take on 19 and 8 Lakewood St. Edward. And on the other side of the bracket is Olentangy Liberty, 24 and 4 the Patriots. They'll take on LeBron James Old School, the 23 and 3 St. Vincent St. Mary Irish. The winner of those two games play for the state title on the 23rd. Again, Moeller looking to be the first undefeated team to win a state title since, I guess, Zanesville in 1995, where they went 26 and 0. Moeller's already 27 and 0. They're coming off a win against Centerville, which the previous Centerville game, Centerville-Springfield, it had some of the big pundits, is that the right word, pundits? Big, big personalities talking about the two technicals that, eh. I'm not going to dive into it. Uh, it's covered by another local Dayton podcast, the Dish Dayton Sports Huddle. I hope I'm getting that name right. But 
yeah, I'm not going to cover that. I'm just going to tell you who's playing when. Again, Muller, two more games before the state title is the Crusaders. They haven't lost. They're like 84-12 and 12 since 2016. That's insane. So again, that's your Division One state bracket. Division Two looks like this: Columbus South, twenty-seven and one, has Thornville Sheridan on the other side. It's twenty-six and two, Trotwood Madison taking on Akron Booktail, and the winner of that will play for the title at two on March twenty-third. Again, that's your Division Two battle as the Rams looking for the title in the Big Dance. Division Three. You have Purcell Marion out of Cincinnati. They take on Canal Winchester's Harvest Prep. Very good basketball school up there. We had a Raider actually come from Harvest Prep. I think he transferred out after one or two seasons, but I remember that as my time as sports director at WWSU. On the other side of the Division Three bracket is Cleveland Heights Lutheran East against Oregon Cardinals Stritch. Stritch? Stritch? Stritch. And the title game will be March 23rd at 1045. Again, your local team is Purcell Marion out of Cincy. And Division 4, you have 24 and 3 St. Henry and the Redskins taking on Berlin Highland, who's 27 and 1. On the other side is Richmond Heights taking on 25 and 1 Convoy Crestview, who happens to be in the area as well. Winner of that plays 515 March 23rd. All these games are at Ohio State University's Schottenstein Center. And now, boys basketball covered. Let's talk about the big dance. That's why people get mad in March. I just get mad because my allergies flare up, as you might have already noticed in this episode. <clears throat> I'm sorry. We'll start off with the big bracket, and we'll start off with first four. I think I read somewhere that another four to five, maybe even six million dollars will be poured into the local economy, thanks to University of Dayton hosting the first four. And that starts today. It starts today. We'll have we'll have a couple games. Let's zoom in because my vision's going all blurry. Two games today, and it's a battle of Fairleigh Dickinson taking on Prairie View A&M. And then at 9-10, it's Belmont taking on Temple. For tomorrow's first four games in Dayton, it's North Carolina Central against North Dakota State. And then Arizona State takes on St. John's. I always thought it cool that the first four was held in Dayton. But some of you might not know, or if you're a big basketball fan, you might know this. Dayton has held more Division I basketball playoff games than any other area. It's crazy to think about Dayton, Ohio. When people think about Dayton, they think about Plains or the bad drug ep- epidemic, which is lowering, which is nice. But most of the thoughts aren't positive unless you're talking about the Dayton Dragons which you know sellout streak but when you're talking about basketball I I will put this up against any other region in the country we have some of the best basketball fans and we have some of the best basketball teams in the area as well so it's also very nice to see basketball continuing at UD Arena I know the Flyers staff very very busy especially during the homestand against Ball State for baseball I know they're working on that as well. So what's after the first four in Dayton? Basketball. But I think you already knew that. The national championships held in Minneapolis this year at the U.S. Bank Arena. It's weird saying U.S. Bank Arena because then I think about Riverfront and how bad that needs a renovation. Now we're talking about the brand new Spankin' Arena in Minneapolis, Minnesota, as I said. Well, 
Start off from the number one seeds, which are Duke, Virginia, North Carolina, and Gonzaga. Duke being the overall number one seed. And Duke will take on the winner of North Carolina Central or of North Dakota State. That's in the east side of the bracket. On this bracket here, it doesn't really say where the games are held. It just says National Champ Minneapolis. I got this from CBS Sports. And they don't have any records, which is very, very odd. And it's also, you know... Something, well, I guess the seeds do, but, I mean, if I'm going to spill out what I'm putting on my brackets, you know. The NIT one is really well done, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Round one starts March 21st, and then goes through the 22nd. Round two, March 23rd, 24th. Sweet 16, March 28th, 29th. Elite eight, March 30th, 31st. Final four, April 6th. National Championship, April the 8th. And again, first four today and tomorrow, on this day of recording. So... Your Horizon League representative from the Cincinnati area, someone was arguing me, but they're in Kentucky. They're not in the Cincinnati area. That is Cincinnati area. NKU, Norfolk, Kentucky. Sometimes listed NKU, this time N Kentucky. The number 14 Norths have number 3 Texas Tech and the Red Raiders. Winner of that game, which is played March 22nd, 1.30, will have Buffalo and either Arizona State or St. John's. Buffalo, the MAC representative, the number six seed. What a ride the Bulls have had. Even the Buffalo Bills, the NFL Bills, very excited about the Bulls and their runs of the big dance. You have Gonzaga, the number one seed in the West. Michigan, the number two seed. Number three is Texas Tech, like I mentioned. Four, looking through this bracket, Florida State. Five is Marquette. Six is Buffalo. Seven is Nevada. Eight is Syracuse. Nine is Baylor. Ten is Florida. Eleven is the winner of that first four game, again, Arizona State and St. John's. Twelve is Murray State. Sorry for that uh, little bit of silence there. Thirteen, Vermont. Fourteenth, Northern Kentucky. Fifteenth, Montana. Sixteenth, the play-in game between Fairley Dickinson and Prairie View A&M. That's your West, and that's your Northern Kentucky being your Horizon League representative. Now, Cincinnati on the other side. Let's look and find where the Bearcats are. Bearcats have Iowa, and this is all held in Columbus, Ohio. Where are the Bearcats on this bracket? I am having a tough time reading this. Number 7, Cincinnati, has number 10, Iowa, and it reminds me watching that game in high school. I think most people took the Hawkeyes. I took the Bearcats. Maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I know I picked the Bearcats. It's another battle of Bearcats, Hawkeyes, and I'm picking Cincinnati in that one. In the South bracket, Virginia is the number 1, Tennessee is the number 2, and that sets up a collision course if both teams move on between number two Tennessee and number seven Cincinnati, which I think would be a splendid matchup. And I think Cincinnati could pull off that win because A, it's in Columbus, much closer to Cincinnati. Not saying the volunteer fans don't travel, but, you know, closer to home makes it a little bit easier. And then the winner of that side of the bracket will have either number six Villanova, the defending title winners. They'll take on number 11 St. Mary's, and someone on Twitter had a very well thought out point that St. Mary's can win that game. I mean, all these games are winnable. It just determines what team shows up. St. Mary's defends very well from the three. I think Michigan might have allowed the least amount of threes or second least. I forget which one it went, but St. Mary's defends the three quite well. That perimeter defense is solid for the Gales. And Villanova's bread and butter, perimeter attack. So if St. Mary's can stop that, 
Villanova might be out in the first round, but it's Villanova. They're the defending title team. That comeback over Xavier, which I was hoping the Musketeers would win that, nothing against Villanova, because I like Villanova, and I like Coach Jay Wright. But that comeback, even though that charge was that OT win for Villanova, that's that's a true team. So that's... I didn't think Villanova be number six, but hey, still anyone's game. Virginia is the number one seed. They're on the other side. They'll have Gardner-Webb making their first appearance of the big dance since being a Division One member since 2000-2001. So congrats go out to the running Bulldogs from Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Boiling Springs. Old Miss, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Oregon, Kansas State, UC Irvine, Villanova, St. Mary's. I talked about Purdue, Old Dominion, Cincy, Iowa, Tennessee, Colgate. And yes, I did see couple pictures where fans are like, who are they playing? Colgate Toothpaste! The one with Tata Control. No, Colgate is... Is that an Ivy League school? That's not an Ivy League school. That's a Patriot League school, isn't it? It's one of those two. But anyway, fine. Fine. Fine school. Couldn't think of the word school for a minute. That's nice. We'll cover the East again. Duke, the overall number one seed. I think most people are picking Duke to win it all. And I think I am too. Although... If Zion Williamson gets hurt again, eh, I don't know. But Duke has the winner of North Carolina Central and North Dakota State. Then it's VCU-UCF, which is Virginia Commonwealth University and University of Central Florida, Mississippi State and Liberty, Virginia Tech-St. Louis, Maryland-Belmont-Temple winner. That's a first four game. LSU and Yale. I watched a little bit of that Yale game during a baseball game, and... Yale really took it to number one Harvard in the Ivy League championship. Louisville, Minnesota, first year for Chris Mack and the Cardinals. And Michigan State, Bradley. And you probably know Bradley not because of the basketball team, but because of the whole thing with trying to screw over a 29-year beat writer because they're not pushing out the brand. It's not really journalist's law to do that. It's... um, you know, you push the brand, they talk about what happened. That's journalism. Mentioned the South, mentioned the East. I think I mentioned the West. Yeah, I did mention the West because I had trouble finding all the numbers. Yay me. The Midwest has number one, North Carolina. They'll take on Iona. Utah State, Washington, Auburn, New Mexico State, Kansas, Northeastern, Iowa State, Ohio State, Houston, Georgia State, by the way, Houston a higher seed than Cincinnati, although the Bearcats won the AAC title. Houston did beat Cincinnati in both regular season affairs. That's what makes the back-to-back titles for UC all that much more special. Wolford and Seton Hall and Kentucky and Abilene Christian. It's really cool that Abilene Christian won both the men's and women's titles and are playing the big dance for both men's and women's basketball. That's quite cool. Like I mentioned, I... I'm pretty sure I'm picking Duke to win it all. I have Iowa State over Ohio State. Not 100% sure why Ohio State got in. I didn't think their schedule was good enough, but I don't pick the game. So there you go. The A-10 was in danger of only sending one team in the bracket for the first time since 2005. But it turns out with VCU, what was that game they lost? It wasn't the championship game because that was St. Louis-St. Bonaventure. That, uh, I guess it was semis where VCU fell. And allowed uh, St. Louis in. By the way, St. Louis. Did I say where St. Louis was? I feel like I did, but I don't remember. Oh, Virginia Tech, St. Louis. That's 4 versus 13. Billikens are the 13th seed. 
So there you go. I'll go over the round one wins. Duke, uh, you know what? I'll pick UCF over VCU. I know. Big upset call there, Lee. Nah, but Taco Fall, towering menace. I don't know how VCU stops them, but I could be wrong. Mississippi State over Liberty. Virginia Tech over St. Louis, although it'll be a close one between the Hokies and the Billigans. Maryland over the winner of Belmont Temple, which I guess for that. Pick North Dakota State, Fairleigh Dickinson, Belmont, Arizona State. That's my first four wins for today and tomorrow. So Maryland, LSU over Yale, Louisville, Michigan State, Gonzaga, Syracuse, Marquette Murray State. That racer that they have, uh, his name's slipping me again, Moran? J.A. Moran? I think that's him. He could he could be a problem for the Eagles, but I'm picking Marquette. Slim win for Marquette. I'll pick Florida State over Vermont. Buffalo uh, will have Texas Tech move on from Northern Kentucky, although the Norse will give the Red Raiders everything they can handle. Remember, not last season, but the season before that, it was, what, a seven or nine point loss? And Northern Kentucky held on with the Wildcats of Kentucky quite well. I still pick Texas Tech with the edge, but Norse will make it fun. Nevada over Florida and Michigan over Montana. On the other side, Kentucky over Abilene Christian. Might be Abilene. Maybe it's Maybelline. No, it's not Maybelline. I'm sorry, that's that's mean. Um, Kentucky, uh, Walford, Houston, and Iowa State. We'll have Kansas, Auburn, We'll go with Utah State. It's our first dance since, what was it, 2011? Something like that. We'll go with Utah State and UNC. Tennessee, Cincinnati, Purdue. I'll pick Villanova, even though the argument with St. Mary's pulling the upset is quite logical. I'll pick Villanova to win that. Again, they're the defending national champions. Kansas State, Wisconsin, pick Old Miss, and Virginia. So I think I have one or two upsets, you know. I'm playing it safe because I put down no money, and this is the only time you'll see these brackets. By see, I mean here. And now we move on to the National Invitation Tournament, where some fans decide to call it Not Invited Tournament. If you win the regular season title in your conference, but do not win the tournament, you're automatically added into the NIT, which I think is cool. Historically, the NIT was the big dance before the big dance was a thing long, long time ago, and the NIT champion will play at Madison Square Garden, just as the quarterfinals and semifinals. I don't know about you, but uh, if you're a basketball fan, you're going to Madison Square Garden, you'll at least see a win, a lot more than the Knicks are doing. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm probably bl- I'm probably banned from MSG now because I said that. Don't ban me, Mr. Dolan, please. Wright states the seventh seed as the Horizon League regular season champ. On the other side... Oh, the hash marks or the pound sign is the host team. That would make sense. I probably should read this before I start recording, but nah. Your automatic qualifiers, again, I mentioned Wright State's one of them. You also have St. Francis, Pennsylvania, Hofstra, Harvard, Lipscomb, Campbell, Norfolk State, South Dakota State, Sam Houston State, and Loyola, Chicago. Again, you win your regular season, but don't win the tournament. You're in the NIT. Unless you're ranked, then you're probably already in the big dance. We'll start off with Clemson Wright State. Great storyline here. Co- uh, the coach of Clemson is Brad Burnell. He used to coach at Wright State. And in fact, his first year is my 
first year at Wright State. So I covered all four years of the Brownell era, and he brought exciting basketball to Wright State, defensive basketball, but brought a winning program, although Wright State only made the big dance once in that time. It was with Deshaun Wood in his senior year at WSU. That was a lot of fun. Wright State's led by Scott Nagy, is uh, Brad Burnell's assistant coach. His associate head coach was Billy Donlin, and Donlin led the squad for six seasons, I believe. And I think he's an assistant coach. He was at Northwestern, then he was at Michigan. So the storyline is the former Wright State head coach is taking on his old squad, led by Scott Nagy. The Tigers are the host team. They'll play tonight at 7 on ESPNU as the 19-13 and 13 Tigers go against the 21-13 and 13 Wright State Raiders. Now, you might be thinking, oh, that's the only local squad in the NIT. Eh, wrong. There's actually two more, and it is Dayton and Xavier. And before you ask, the only way that the Gem City Jam can happen in the NIT is if Wright State and Dayton play for the title because they're on separate sides of the bracket. Dayton's a 5 seed, Wright State's a 7 seed. Xavier's a 3 seed. And more on that later. So we'll start off, we'll go through the first round games, and I'll talk about Dayton and Xavier's battle. First round has number 1 UNC Greensboro. They're the host institution. They'll take on 20 and 12 Campbell. Greensboro 28 and 6. The 4 and 5 battle is Davidson versus Lipscomb. Three and six has Georgetown hosting Harvard, and two and seven in the top left side is NC State versus Hofstra. Wolfpack twenty-two and eleven against the Pride, who's twenty-seven and seven. Georgetown nineteen and thirteen, Harvard eighteen and eleven, Lipscomb twenty-five and seven, Davidson twenty-four and nine. On the bottom left, number one Indiana, they were part of the first four out. The Hoosiers seventeen and fifteen, rough season because of injuries. But it's Archie Miller. He'll take on St. Francis, Pennsylvania, 18 and 14. I think that's the Red Storm. There's two St. Francis's. St. Francis? St. Francis. There's two of them. Uh, Pennsylvania, New York. One of them's the Red Storm. I think it's, uh, I think it's the Pennsylvania school. Providence, 18 15 against 17 and 15 Arkansas. Furman, 25 and 7 against 19 and 14 Wichita State. And then Clemson, Wright State. To the top right, we have number one Alabama, 18-15 against the Norfolk State Spartans at 21-13. and Colorado will host Dayton. That will be an 11 o'clock game tonight on ESPN2. It's a battle of four and five. The Buffs taking on the Dayton Flyers. And Dayton, under second-year head coach Anthony Grant, went 21-11. Big thing that affected the Flyers, inconsistency. They're games that they should have won, but it got away from at the end. Xavier 18 and 15 under first year head coach Travis Steele, longtime Musketeer assistant. He's leading the Muskies against the 25 and 7 Toledo Rockets, led by one time Wisconsin Green Bay head coach Todd Kowalczyk. That should be a pretty, pretty good game. That's on ESPN3. That's internet stream, not an actual channel on TV. And that is tomorrow at 7 at the Cintas Center. Then you have Texas 16 and 16 against South Dakota State. Signs are pointing that Shaka Smart's seat in Texas is getting hot, but he did lead the Longhorns into the knit against South Dakota State. And bottom left has, bottom right, excuse me, has number one TCU 20 and 13 against Sam Houston State 21 11. Nebraska has Butler, Memphis, San Diego, and Creighton versus Loyola, Chicago. So it's more likely you'll see Dayton Xavier 
in the quarterfinals than it is the Gem City Jam, because like I mentioned, you have to win out to see that. And, I mean, the Flyers could do it. I think Wright State could do it. I mean, they got a big hill to climb, the Raiders do, against Clemson, at Clemson, but anything can happen, you know? For your NIT champion, you know what? I'm going to go wild here. I'm going to pick a two-seed. Woo. No, I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick the Wolfpack. So, yeah, I did pick a two-seed after all. I was thinking Davidson, but I'm like, hmm, you got to get through the one-seed Greensboro if they defeat Campbell. I'm excited. That's three local teams in the NIT. Wright State's first ever trip to the NIT as a Division One program. A couple trips to the Big Dance. I think a CBI, maybe a CIT trip in there, which I'll talk about after this. The Ramblers of Loyola Chicago, they will not be able to defend their Final Four trip like they did last year. However, they are still dancing. And Xavier, they have to get through Toledo and then either Texas or South Dakota State. And then Dayton has to get through Colorado and then Alabama Norfolk State to have that battle. The storyline on that is Dayton hasn't beat Xavier at Xavier since 1981. And I think the last time Xavier played at Dayton, the Flyers came away with a W. That was Xavier's last year in the Atlantic 10 before jumping ship to Big East 2.0. So yeah, I'm excited. I will definitely have the radio on for Wright State Clemson. It is on 106.5 FM. And for the Flyer faithful out there, it's on ESPN2 later tonight. It'll be, will it be right after the Wright State game? No, it will be after Providence, Arkansas. But it will be on ESPN2. It's also on... 1290 AM, 95.7 FM for Colorado Dayton. Xavier's game tomorrow, it'll be on ESPN3, and I forget when the Bearcats were playing their game. If the Bearcats are on 700, that's March 22nd, so it shouldn't, unless the Reds have a spring training game there. I could just look this up, but nah. It's either on 700 or uh, 550 AM in the Cincinnati area, so there you go. That's ways to catch your local squads, because this is the local Sunday sports podcast, where we actually talk about local Sunday sports. Funny that. Now for the college basketball invitational, the CBI. Uh, I looked through this, and no, there are no local teams in this, but I will run through it anyway. West Virginia is hosting Grand Canyon. Coastal Carolina hosts Howard. South Florida is at or South Florida is at home against Stony Brook. Utah Valley will welcome in Cal State U Northridge. UAB will be at Brown. Loyola Marymount will be at Cal Baptist. Southern Miss will be at Longwood, and Central Michigan travels to DePaul in Chicago. That's your first round. Either today or tomorrow. That font is so tiny on this tweet, I cannot see it. I apologize. You can go to CBI Turning on Twitter, and you can find it yourself. And then your uh, the quarterfinals are on March 25th. Sites to be determined. Semifinals March 27th or 28th. And best of three series in the finals, April 1st, 3rd, and 5th if necessary. Which I didn't realize the CBI was a best of three final series. That's pretty. That's pretty unique, because normally it's one and done type of thing. And now we move on to the CIT, which is short for the CollegeInsider.com Postseason Tournament, which should be CIPT, but no, it's CIT. It's not as storied as the NCAA Tournament or the NIT, but it's more college hoops. There's no set bracket for the CIT. It's a dynamic schedule. That might explain why I couldn't find a bracket, and it's just words. 
And apparently you can stream all of it at watchcit.com. Loading it right now to see if you have to pay for it. And it looks like maybe you don't. Let's stop that before it actually records on this podcast. I don't want to do much editing. We already had a game, Quinnipiac versus NJIT. I see. So one game was played yesterday. Your two games today will welcome in the Horizon League IUPUI Jaguars against Marshall and the Thundering Herd and Cornell versus Robert Morris. Tomorrow, Wednesday, March 20th, is Texas Southern versus New Orleans, Grambling versus Texas Rio Grande Valley, I think that's Grande. Might be Grand. I might have been saying it wrong all these years. Presbyterian has Seattle at 10. Green Bay, another Horizon League opponent, will have East Tennessee State U. Thursday, March 21st, has FAU versus Charleston Southern. St. Francis, Brooklyn. That's the New York squad. I didn't think it was Brooklyn. I thought it was New York. Shows you what I know. St. Francis, Brooklyn has Hampton. And it's Cal State Bakersfield taking on Cal State Fullerton. Kent State has... Louisiana Monroe, Friday, March 22nd, has Drake versus Southern Utah. FIU, Texas State, Saturday, March 23rd. And the second round, the top three seeds will get a bye after the first round. The quarterfinals will be March 27th through 31st. And championship will be April the 4th. Semifinals, I guess, April the 2nd, if I'm going correctly on this schedule. Again, no set bracket. Founded in 2009, has had more schools make their postseason debut, 26, and schools win their first ever postseason game, 34, than all of our tournaments combined. Which is pretty neat. I mean, you might look at it as like, well, that's just, that's just an excuse. You're just in this buy-in tournament, which, yeah, you do. I know the CBI invite, you have to pay, what, 40 grand to host? So you do have to pay, I thought you had to pay in the CIT, but this article isn't saying that or not. But there you go. March Madness. Boom. John Madden, because he was a college basketball guy. We all know that. It's amazing to think, I I tweeted this earlier, it's amazing to think that all six Division I schools in the Cincinnati-Dayton area have at least one of their basketball teams playing playoff hoops. All six have at least one. And there are a couple schools that have both men's and women's playing. Wright State, Dayton, Cincinnati, forgot to mention Cincinnati because the women did make it in the WNIT and the men are playing the big dance I didn't see Xavier's women in there they had a rough year in the Big East and over Kentucky's women didn't make it in as well but yeah all six division one squads in the Cincinnati Dayton area are playing a form of playoff hoops outstanding and people say there's no sports to talk about here in Cincinnati and Dayton you just have to look for them also there is some news this is outside Division One, which I know I've been slacking on this, and I apologize, fans. But the Cedarville Yellow Jackets men's basketball team, they won the national championship in the NCCAA. Now you're looking at me as like, that's made up. It's not. It's the National Christian College Athletic Association. It's after the Division Two uh, tournament, I believe, and Cedarville came away winners. I will pull that up because I cannot find that tweet on my timeline because I have been a busy retweeter lately. Also, there is some news in Northern Kentucky. Ryle and the Raiders are the girls' basketball champs. It's Ryle's second state champion ever, both in the last five seasons. So congrats go out to the Ryle Raiders. They knocked off Southwestern 63-48. 
So congrats go out to Ryle. I see Ryle at the GMVWA Holiday Tournament in Vandalia Butler. Also, for those hungry for college baseball, there is plenty. College softball, it starts tomorrow. Unless that pesky rain moves in, I shake my fist at it, then the cell just goes towards Cincinnati. You're welcome. And I do not want to be part of that store. I would like to tell you about that national championship that Cedarville won. Like I mentioned, it's anytime you can bring home a national championship to Cincinnati or Dayton, that's that's big. It's a Division One NCCAA National Championship banner that will be hanging in their gym. And as Cedarville took down Roberts Wesleyan 64-58, to the Yellow Jackets finished the year 21-12. and And Pat Estep mentioned that Roberts Wesleyan came out swinging, played tremendous to start, and the Yellow Jackets coming back. That's, that's huge. That's very huge. And the coach, very, very proud of his team. The Yellow Jackets also finished off their season winning nine of their last 11 games. That's very cool. Congrats go out to Yellow Jackets on that. And that will close up episode 89. You know, you can get mad about hoops and you can slam a ball. And I've said, I wish I could slam dunk a ball, but that's neither here nor there. I do have a funny anecdote for you. The podcast is now hosted on Anchor. And recently, Anchor came out with new stats. So I had a look at these stats and scroll down here. I appreciate all my listeners, so this isn't going to be, I need more listeners, why aren't you listening, yeah, 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 I don't do that. 81% of my listeners, all time, come from the United States. I have a few from France, Ireland, Spain, United Kingdom, Germany. Who are these people? I'll never know. So click on United States. To my shock, this podcast is listened to by mostly California natives and Virginia natives, 54 35 then Ohio's third at 4%, which, I don't know, I, I thought that would have been the other way around. It could be, I don't know, I don't know where Anchor is located. I think that's where Apple's located, California, but who knows. And that 4% of Ohioans out of my listenership base, 47% are from Dayton, which, that's pretty cool. Cincinnati comes in second at 8%, then Lewisburg, Inglewood, Salina, Fairborn, Brookville, Chickasaw, I actually don't know where Chickasaw is. West Alexandria, that rounds up the percentages. And then less than 1% from Troy, Cleveland, Miamisburg, Pickerington, Hamilton, New Carlisle, Oxford, Loveland, Athens, Bowling Green, Fort Recovery, Columbus, Versailles, Mansfield, Huntsville, Cambridge, Bactavia, Sylvania, Springboro, Perrysburg, Finley, Minster, Cuyahoga Falls, Mason, New Marshfield, I wish I knew where New Marshfield was. New Lebanon, Woodsfield. Again, I don't know where that is. Marietta, Signy, Aurora, which I thought was in Indiana town, which it is, but I guess there's Aurora, Ohio. I think there's a Wright State Raider from Aurora, Ohio. Why didn't I remember that? And lastly, Franklin. Again, this isn't like, why aren't more Ohioans listening to this? Like I said, if you listen to this, I appreciate you. I really do. I just find it funny that, you know... Most of my lessons aren't from Ohio, and I hope that I make this podcast accessible to those, you know, outside the state and, you know, inside the area. Because, again, I'm, I started this podcast because I was sick and tired of no one talking local sports. It was always Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State. I don't care about Ohio State. I don't. 
I care about local sports, and I want to see local sports succeed. And I started this to try to get a job in media, and, you know, I won't talk about that, but then I started to really like doing these weekly. There might be some times where I don't, and it's not because, you know, it's because life happens. But I do appreciate all of you, and I also appreciate the folks at Pulse Podcast Network for welcoming me aboard and helping me get the word out that, hey, I have a podcast. Exciting. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to try to slam dunk a ball and then cry because I can't reach the net because I'm short. This has been episode 89 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. For those of you that are hungry for college baseball and softball, come out this week to Wright State. There is one college baseball game at home. It is today at 3 against the Cincinnati Bearcats, Wright State versus Cincinnati. Wright State picked up an 8-3 to win at UC and looking to take down the Bearcats. I think it would be the second time. Uh, I'm thinking if they're playing at the Joe Nuxall Classic, which is held at UC. I think it's Wright State Miami, then Cincinnati Xavier. So it could be three times. It could be two. There you go. And softball, Wright State softball, scheduled to open up their home slate tomorrow with a triple header. At 2 o'clock, it's Dayton Bowling Green. 4.30 is Wright State Dayton. 7 o'clock is Wright State Bowling Green. Come out and support local Sunday sports. This has been the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Talk to you next week for episode 90. Pulse Podcast Network. Keeping your finger on the pulse. PulsePodcastNetwork.com This has been another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the local Cincinnati and Dayton sports podcast. Closing theme by James Anderson from FreePD.com. Follow the podcaster on Twitter at the Lee W Mowen, spelled T H E L E E W M O W E N, and the podcast on Twitter at Gem on Queen Crown. Like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. For every link and platform available to listen to the local Sunday Sports Podcast, please visit theleewmowen.com slash podcast. Would you like a question about sports answered on the podcast? Send a message on Twitter at either account or visit theleewmowen.com and click Contact Me and your question might be answered in a future episode. Thank you for listening and your support of this podcast.